0: This is The Guardian.
1: Looking for your next great podcast? We live in unprecedented times. To make sense of it, what if you could learn from some of the most influential people on the planet? The podcast Tools and Weapons is hosted by Microsoft's Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Every week, he has a candid conversation with guests, including prime ministers and Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists. The latest episode features Bayer CEO Bill Anderson. Though most of us know Bayer for pharmaceuticals, they're also focused on crop science. They're putting digital tools in the hands of farmers to get the most out of every acre. Listen to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts.
0: The sudden surge of monkeypox cases outside Africa has alarmed public health authorities around the world. More than 250 confirmed and suspected cases of the virus have been reported across 16 countries. Australia, Israel and Switzerland are the latest to report a presence of the virus. In Europe and North America, it's the first time we've seen community transmission among people with no links to West or Central Africa. Which has got everyone asking, what's going on? The top advisor to the WHO has revealed there is a theory it's spread after sexual activity in two recent raves in Europe. Why has monkeypox suddenly flared up across the globe? And what can we learn from countries like Nigeria and the Democratic Republic of the Congo, the DRC, where they've been tackling this virus for decades? I'm Ian Sample, The Guardian's science editor, and this is Science Weekly. I spoke to Oyawali Tamori, a Nigerian virologist who's worked with the World Health Organization on Disease Control and Prevention. I asked him what monkeypox is and where it comes from. It's a disease
2: which is a pox disease found among monkeys. Uh, but you talk about viruses, jumping species, and it has to require the contact. You find the young people who go out into the rural areas, who contact the animals, the hunters. Those who trade in raw bushmeat, you know, wildlife. We know that the pox is also found in squirrels, rodents. When people hunt all those things, you are exposing yourself to the virus.
0: And this virus, it is related to smallpox, right? The pox that humans used to get before it was eradicated.
2: Yeah, sure. They're the same family. Ideally, we shouldn't be getting monkeypox or whatever. Many of us were protected in the past because we had the smallpox vaccine. The smallpox vaccine protects against monkeypox, maybe about 85%. But then people after the 90s have not been exposed to the smallpox vaccine. Therefore, they are actually quite easily vulnerable. Even those of us who have had it before, 30,
0: 40 years ago, our immunity will also drop. What does a case of monkeypox look like? What are the symptoms that, that it causes? Usually it starts with the
2: general symptoms of headache, fever. And then you have a swollen gland close to the area where the virus enters the body. And then you then develop rash. Usually it's not complicated if there's no bacterial infection at the site of the rash. What you do get is the fact that the fluid containing the rash contains a lot of virus. And therefore, when you contact such a person, shake their hand, have close contact with them, and you have a broken skin or something of that nature, then that virus then enters the body. And the same fluid can
0: actually contaminate surfaces. And the virus can remain for quite some time. So it's transmitted via this close skin-to-skin contact. Are Are there other ways that it can pass on as well? There is some bit of some respiratory, but it's not like what you have with COVID. Right. So these respiratory droplets, they're... They're possible, it can happen that way, but it's not the main route of transmission. Exactly. And there are two main clades or types of monkeypox virus, the West African and the Central African clade. Right now, we've got the West African type in the UK. How serious is it if you catch it?
2: The Central African clade, which is the one found in DR Congo mainly, because it's a more serious infection than the West African clade. The Central Africa has about 10% mortality, while in the West African region we have about 1% mortality. But basically, it's a mild infection. And if the rashes are not infected by other bacteria infection, then it just uh, it dries up. There's no skin lesions left over.
0: So it sounds as if in the majority of cases, there's actually no treatment needed for most of these people. Is that right? You do what you call
2: symptomatic treatment. If the guy has a fever, you try to bring the fever down. Although there are a few drugs that are available for treating smallpox, um, and they could be useful. But with monkeypox, it's not used in a large number of cases. So people just take care of the symptoms as it's showing cleaning the wounds and all that, keep this environment clean, avoid contact with other people.
0: And here in the UK, some high-risk contacts are being offered the smallpox vaccine to try and boost their immunity and prevent any severe infections. But are there certain groups that are more vulnerable than others, you know, like young children and pregnant women or, or those with other health issues?
2: Yeah, depending on your own state of health, which includes comorbidities chronic infections and all those type of things. And uh, pregnancy, of course, is one of the strains on the women also. And so when they have that, there's also the danger that uh, it becomes systemic, it can then get into the child and lead to abortion also.
0: Monkeypox is endemic in parts of Central and West Africa, such as Nigeria, DRC. How much of a problem is it in these places? And I mean, how many cases are these countries seeing each year, for example?
2: Let me give an example for Nigeria. A major epidemic in Nigeria came up in September 2017. I think so far between that time and now, we have reported only about 560 cases in the country. The mortality has been quite low. Whatever it is we are reporting is under-reporting. I think we probably there will be more cases of monkeypox occurring in the rural areas than we are seeing. This year, we've had just about 15 cases reported. That's from January to now. So really, it's not a major problem.
0: So tell me how sort of containable it's proved to be there. I mean, what are the, some of the challenges you Face in sort of controlling it, managing the spread when you find these cases?
2: I think the first thing is to diagnose and detect because different diseases start with rash. Therefore, your laboratory becomes useful to quickly help you diagnose. And if it is monkeypox, then to keep the person in isolation. In many of the African countries, you still have to send your samples to maybe CDC, Atlanta, somewhere in the UK for proper diagnosis. That's a major problem because if you cannot do the diagnosis on time, You expose people to the infection. Now, gladly, uh, as I said, it's not as easily spread as COVID, for example. So when we see cases coming in, we actually trace way back and find out where is the origin? Where did it come from?
0: And so contact tracing becomes an important aspect of what we do. And do interventions like wearing masks and washing your hands a lot, do they come into it all? Our
2: advice would be more to the health worker who is attending to such a person you want to be sure that you don't get infected yourself so you wear your gloves and now i use the word ipc your infection prevention and control system so you are fully protected because the health worker becomes important in transmission if you don't follow the ipc you can actually be the source of the person transmitting to other people who are in the hospital for other things and that
0: has happened before okay so if precautions are taken and there's good contact tracing it sounds like it's very containable which takes me on to the spillover we've seen into Europe and North America. A lot of experts have been really surprised by that, in that we only usually see cases linked to travel to those countries where it's endemic. What do you make of it all? You know, when the first thing came out, I mean, like
2: some of us were baffled, we were surprised, what's happening, what's happening? Could this be another type of monkeypox? Because we know that the virus of uh, monkeypox, is a DNA virus and it's not like the RNA of um, COVID. So it doesn't mutate that much. It doesn't change that much. But then I think more information is coming out now, the more we begin to understand what actually happened. The virus probably came into Europe 2018, 2019, when one or two cases were imported from Nigeria into UK and other places. If anybody had a rash in central London, nobody's going to think of monkeypox. So that gave an opportunity for it to spread. I think the amplification came where you have a lot of people gathering and well, very close contact.
0: So just to be clear, you think that the outbreak that we're seeing now may actually have been circulating less visibly for a number of years before it got into a community where suddenly it becomes a lot more visible? Yeah, I mean, that
2: is a plausible explanation. It came in, got uh, people infected, was not detected, and gradually we had an opportunity for a flare-up, and that's what we're getting. But as I said, further investigation is going on in all the different countries,
0: and we'll probably get a better clarification. I mean, no doubt, because of the COVID-19 pandemic we're still going through, any new viral outbreak sort of catches our attention, even if it's just a small number of cases like we're currently seeing in the UK. Countries in Africa have been dealing with outbreaks of monkeypox for for years now. I'm wondering what we can learn from how it's dealt with there or or the research indeed that's been going on there.
2: Well, most of the research, unfortunately, has been going on in Europe. But the control, most of it has been done here in the African region. The other day, I was just saying, this is a time for preparedness and not a time for panic. We know it's not that easily spread. I hear some plans by Europe and family to roll out <laughs> vaccines, know, I'm not too sure that would be the ideal thing. I guess here yeah, you may consider the health workers who are the first line, but I don't think there's need for a mass rolling out of vaccines, in any case, the amount of the vaccines are not that many in the world. So let's focus on those basic tenets of infection control and prevention and then remove the hype and the hysteria that is going on right now.
0: Just finally, Wally, I'd love to know what you think are the sort of questions that still remain unanswered for monkeypox and what you would like to see being investigated now.
2: I think, like I said, Whatever information we have right now is incomplete. Why is it popping up in different parts at the same time? Where did this come from? And what stimulated different number of cases in different countries? Was there a common source? That information is important for the world. I think to me, that's one of the most important things. Not the vaccines, not the other thing. But how did the disease get into Europe? How is this spreading? And they said that we can take action to make sure it doesn't become a global issue.
0: Wally, huge thanks for coming on and sharing your expertise on this. Really good to have you on. It's my pleasure, Ian. Thanks again to Oya Wally Tamori. We've put links to our coverage of the monkeypox outbreaks on the podcast webpage at theguardian.com. While you're there, you'll also find a link to an episode I did with our sister podcast, Today in Focus, when I spoke to Nosheen Iqbal about the monkeypox situation in the UK and how worried we should be. And that's it for today. The producer was Madeline Finley, the sound design was by Tony Onachuku, and the executive producer was Isabel Rugol. We'll be back on Tuesday. See you then. This is The Guardian.